Hi, I'm Mike Morris. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic. Today, we have a special coronavirus edition with prosecutor Jessica Cooper. I asked her lots of questions about what's happening in Oakland County with the courts and people who are in jail and on probation. And if you have any interest in this, you're going to want to hear what she has to say. So stay tuned. up a little bit every year. Hi, this is Mike Morris. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic. Today we have, as always, Kevin Dietz with me, and we are extremely excited to welcome Oakland County Prosecutor Jessica Cooper to the show. Prosecutor Cooper has had a, a varied career. She's done almost everything in the judicial system. Um, she's been a circuit court judge for 14 years. She was a judge on the Michigan Court of Appeals for six years. She was a district judge when I first met her back in the day for eight years in 46th District Court in Southfield. And now she's been, like I said, the prosecutor since 2008. She's running, a, she's running again for re-election in 2020 in this very, very challenging year. So we have lots of questions for her about all things that are happening in Oakland County. And I'd like to welcome her to the show. Thank you. Glad to be Thanks here. for being with us. I'm sure you're busy trying to keep Oakland County courts and the prosecutor's office running. I, it's a very, very busy time. And as we were talking about a little bit earlier, the orders that keep coming down from on high are, are, are changing. So we're, we are not part of the judiciary, but we're critical uh, in terms of their orders are critical to what happens in that courtroom. Um, one, of, one of the things that we see um, and has been prevalent throughout the confusion in the, in the community is, is that we're part of law enforcement. We're, we're the other end of law enforcement, uh, but we go into that courtroom and we're controlled by the, by the rules. And so our, our job is, is basically to do fairness and to be fair. Um, but what we have to do is make certain that in this pandemic that due process prevails and we can't give that up. We can't lose that. And so there are incredible things that we have to do. And it's a, it's a, it's a huge operation um, in Oakland County. As you know, we have the circuit court and we also have 14 district courts and they are um all over the place in terms of what their those rulings are. So the Supreme Court um, a while ago um, mandated that there be uh, an ability to use telephonic conferencing uh, in these these type of cases, and most of the courts complied with that. Um, some of them, maybe not as much as others, and so you have some confusion. You have some confusion in terms of what the judges will will proceed on but what we can do technically is on on most of the cases uh we'll be able to handle it telephonically but what we have in terms of criminal law what we have in terms of, of felonies in terms of preliminary exams are dates and times that have to be complied with um and uh if we're going to conduct uh, a preliminary exam it's going to have to be um, in person. And so we've tried to scale down as much as we can in our office. Uh, we've tried to, to 
um, whether it's it's support personnel or attorneys, they're they're working from home as best they can. Uh, we have a skeleton crew; they're alternating to come in, um, and we're an essential we're an essential office. We're here. Well so we're keeping the lights on, folks. You, you have to keep us safe, and we appreciate it. I read. Did you read that article that Justice McCormick and Justice Viviana wrote for one of the papers? It was. Well, it was, yeah, it was, it was wrote several. Yeah. Well, they, they. You know, they they put they put what you what lawyers do, mostly judges and prosecutors do it in 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 uh, a good light, and really for a lawyer who's been practicing almost thirty years, it, you know. I know you guys are essential. They're not saying that civil lawyers yet are essential, which is funny, and we could joke about that. But you know, there's two. You know, there's two conversations. There's people who are already in your system. Yes. And then there's people who are wondering, well, I'm supposed, I'm on probation. I'm supposed to go to this drug testing facility. I pull up to the drug testing facility, and there's 30 people inside, and I'm afraid to go in there, or I'm feeling symptoms. And I've heard from my, I've heard from clients, and I've heard from friends who practice criminal law more than I do, like they don't know how to advise people. Are they really going to get violated? And there's certain courts and certain prosecutor offices coming out saying we are relaxing the rules. And I understand by saying that that's dangerous to say, because somebody could use that against you one day in court. Are you, you know, I thought you were going to relax the rules. I didn't have to go. Uh, I didn't want to violate myself or I didn't, you know, so how are you dealing with these things? I, I think that, 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 Every defense attorney with a with a certain level of, of expertise or or knowledge knows that there are not things that we do, but things that judges do. And if you have a judicial order, the only way that order can be countermanded is by bringing a motion in court. And so, one of the reasons that we have the tele teleconferencing, uh, whether it's Zoom, which is which is what the Supreme Court wishes or, or whatever this one was called, uh, you have to bring motions. So we've made provisions and the court has made provisions on how these motions are brought. And, and the judges um, physically, um, some of them are, are at home, a good majority of them are at home. They're still on teleconferencing. And the most important thing is that not not disobey a judicial order and bring a motion. Bring those so, motions and so, the so your best advice is if somebody um, physically can't comply with, let's just use probation because you have a lot of people in Oakland County on probation, don't oh, you? Yeah. I mean, how many? Do you know a number? Is it tens of thousands? I mean, you don't. I, have, I have. We have no figures in front of us. Got it. And, but, and probation is different. You've got probation that's coming out of the district courts. You've got, and and you've got um, felony probation, and that's an entirely uh, a different group of people. So in, you said that some of these cases have, you have to still go to a courtroom uh, and do these in, in person. Um, yeah. You know, these courtrooms are tiny. I mean, can you social distance in court? I, I talked to people as this was first happening. There's 50, 60 people crammed in a court because judges were saying, hey, you have court, you be here or else. And uh, as different orders came out different days, things got a little more clarified. But even still, uh, there's not a lot of room in there if you're going to have a law enforcement officer, a defendant, uh, a prosecutor, a defense attorney, a judge. It's hard to social distance in a lot of these little district courts. Not, not a lot of room in there. We, we, uh, we had someone 
I think we talked about it earlier, who was in a, a courtroom uh, in the southern part of the county, and that particular judge didn't think that this was uh, all that uh, serious, and uh, it didn't take three or four hours before the order came out of the Supreme Court that said no more than 10 people in, in a courtroom. Um, and, and that's the order from the, from the Supreme Court. We're trying to keep as many people away. And, and I know, particularly with Zoom, that's kind of um, uh, interesting. And, and many of the defense attorneys can do that. And another subject, which is for another day, is that if we have had uh, a, uh, uh, an organization for, for defenders or we had a defender's office, that would have made things a whole lot easier for um, uh, defense counsel, but they can they can hook up and and be on computer uh, as well. The problem comes from people who are solo practitioners, people who who don't have the type of access, or or people like me who have to have someone else set it up for them. Right. Well, I think that this is going to change our profession moving forward. I think I think there's so many times that judges set. You know, when you were a circuit court judge, you'd set no disrespect, but you'd set 20 or 30 motions all at 9 a.m. And maybe this could be a thing to, to, we all get used to Zoom. You know, my office, I have 45 lawyers. We're all getting used to this technology. We're doing depositions. We're doing uh, client meetings. Clients usually come in to meet with their lawyers, but Zoom, you know, I'm getting used to it. You feel like, you, I kind of feel like we're having a, like you're sitting across from me. And so I think that this is going to change our profession, maybe for good ways when we get through this. When we get through this, we have lessons that we will have learned. And the most important thing, uh, we learning to stagger dockets. And so for us, being able to cover literally 50 judges, uh, which is almost impossible, we've asked certain courts to stagger their dockets for us in terms of the criminal law day and not a criminal law and a civil law day. And some will and some won't. And so much, so much for. Uh, I was watching the um, I was watching the Detroit police uh, situation, and all of a sudden they found out a couple of officers tested positive for the coronavirus, and then they had to figure out who did they come in contact with, and then all of a sudden they said, "Oh, we have to quarantine a hundred." 25 different officers uh, because of the close contact that everyone has. You have a lot of uh, prosecutors, right? And, and the courts are crowded. Do you, do you guys have any medical information on if anyone may have come across the virus? And, and then how, if so, what did you do with that? Well, we had uh, notification that there was a defense attorney. As a matter of fact, he was all over social media indicating that he had it. And so we had, we had two attorneys who... Uh, literally had motions or who had come in contact with them. Uh, one attorney is at home. Um, she is sick, uh, not quite sick enough to go to, to um, the hospital, but she's very sick. Uh, we have another one uh, who is not sick, but he has a small child at home. And so we have had to do what everybody else does and, and, and trace that. Right now, uh, physically in the office, you know, we have one person on duty for the emergencies in juvenile court with, with children who have to be taken out of homes with hearings that have to be made. Uh, we're uh, concerned with, with domestic violence in those cases and those PPOs and um, uh, 
not to, to stray off the subject, but who literally sometimes for for a lot of people, the danger is in their own home. Uh, we have emergency motions where we literally have to be in court. And I, uh, right now, we can't figure out how to conduct um, uh, a lot of these hearings uh, we can do on online. And a lot of those hearings, uh, we can't. You can't do a preliminary examination on, on Zoom. And so you have to be there. And being able to, to um, eliminate as much risk as we possibly can and understanding that we're... Uh, this is what we signed up for. Why do you have to do a preliminary exam in person? Just curious. Well, you're going to have uh, someone um, who has the right to confrontation. So um, due, due process. That's where my brain went. But, but that the question is, we can't, we can't eliminate due process in this emergency because then we'll be eliminating who and exactly who we are. We have to come out of this and to always, to always understand that we are a democracy. Um, and here I am telling you, we must, we must do what we must do in order to keep our democracy going. So I, I don't, you know, we, the, the, the stay in place order, the, the, the order that Governor Whitmer was just implemented several hours ago. I mean, we're, we're, I don't even know what time it is. We're 10 hours. It, it went into effect 10 hours ago. So we, we know nothing. We don't know if people are out there on the streets. We, we haven't heard anything, but you know, I'm concerned for, you know, you keep hearing these stories, but domestic violence, like you mentioned, and getting kids out of the home. I mean, that work, you're telling me in Oakland County, at least, is not going to stop. If people are still encountering these things, use the phone numbers that you've given on your website, you know, and and, and this is still going to, this has to go forward. And this could increase because everybody still are, are, are jam-packed in houses when normally they'd be in school. Normally people would be working. And we have police officers, which with shortages of masks who are on the street. And I, I'm sorry to tell you, but I'm still in business and my business hasn't gone down. It's going up. Um, it's going go so, uh, I'm here. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm part of the, um, maybe not as essential as the police officer, but at the other end of it, I am essential. And when we're talking, about we're talking about family law and we're talking about kids and we're talking about violence um those are things that that have to be here those motions have to be here being able to take someone in um with due process of law always with due process of law that's who we are as a nation and that's how we have to survive we have to take care of people and we have to remain safe and this is this is, uh, I know, Kevin, when we started talking, we were talking about um, the financial things that are, are going on in the net. I want to talk to you, and we're talking to you about physical things and being physically safe. And that's why we're here. Um, police officers can, can arrest. We have to go through the process. We have to be able to protect these people. If people are reading that order and, and are Which confused... Order? If yeah, I can't the, tell you how many orders. Yeah. Governor Whitmer's order is basically telling everybody to stay at home. The one yeah. that went into effect at 12.01 this morning. Um, yes. As a lawyer, I read it and thought about lots of loopholes and lots yeah. of things. Are you involved in any uh, conversations with the police departments about how they're going to be treating this order? Are they going to be pulling people over to make sure that they're going to an essential work. I mean, have yes, you heard anything like that at all? 
haven't heard anything like that at all. Because uh, I don't know how they're going to they enforce this. How are they going to enforce this? Well, hopefully with common sense, because being out is dangerous. Okay, it's it's not only dangerous to you, uh, it it's dangerous to the people that you come in contact with, and. Um, I don't know how they're going to enforce it because our business hasn't changed. We still have people who are committing crimes. We have people who are using this fear that we have. And we and everyone has that fear of contacting something, fear of bringing it to your family, fear of, of, of bringing it to someone who has, who has um, uh, weakness and, uh, uh, and, and, we hope that common sense prevails. I don't know. I haven't had that discussion with the sheriff in terms of what they're going to do. I did see some comments from um, something I got beeped on my my uh, my phone last night that said that they will enforce it, but that that was from Governor Grant. Uh, I think we I think we all got that uh, that alert that. in the middle of the night. The um, yeah. jarring. It was a little jarring. It was a little jarring. It was very scaring, and I, I suspect that they did that on purpose um, to let people know how serious we are because it, it isn't a matter of inconveniencing people. So we're inconvenienced at home, but every person who goes out who perhaps doesn't display these, these, these um, symptoms may also be a carrier. Yeah. And can you imagine, can you imagine, you don't know who you're going to be running into that, that, that the most important thing to know is we're going to be inconvenienced for a little while. But what what is inconvenient? We're not in a bomb shelter. We're at home. We have we have TVs and we have we have computers and 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 we have our loved ones. Um, so hopefully um, we can take this inconvenience. We're strong. We're going to get through this together. And what is inconvenience for us as people who are who are at home? versus doing something to save pretty much a nation. Do you have concerns about what's happening uh, with the jails? Uh, the, the, we have a prisoner now uh, who's confirmed to have the COVID-19 virus, and, uh, and every sheriff and the state are all trying to decide uh, if they have to let people out uh, because you can't social distance in prison and jails. And you guys work hard on these cases to lock up people who you think should be locked up, People are, it looks like they're going to be let out for the safety of inmates and workers. Uh, do, do you have any uh, conversations with people on that, or do you just have to wait and see what they decide? Yes, uh, we're working with, with defense attorneys and with the sheriff's department. Everything, again, has to be done. You know, if, if people are under sentence, that has to be done with, with the approval of a judge. And again, that's why we need that, that access to them. Uh, we're looking at at the list of, of of people who are there and who might qualify uh, for for early releases, and we're working with them. Um, but again, it's not I can't do it. Um, the sheriff could do it if there was overcrowding, but the courts can do it, and we're working very hard. I'm not just sitting here every day. I'll tell you that. No, no, we know you're working hard, but you, Kevin brought up a really good question, and in, in, in um, I've I've been following what your colleague Kim Worthy has been doing in the Conviction Integrity Unit. Oh and, and first, I guess this is completely off topic, but 
important and people are looking for things to do at home. So hopefully they'll find this interesting. Does Oakland County have any plans to, to do anything similar to, to what Prosecutor Worthy is doing in the Conviction Integrity Unit? In the manner that she's doing it? No. Uh, the title that she's doing, no. We have so many fail-safe programs that, that we put into into play. So, uh, for instance, we have certain cases um, that uh, we might wind up with a one-on-one, -on -one and, and we don't process that until we've got another set of eyes on it. Uh, we, we don't write bad cases, okay? Um, so we... We have people who are in our warrant division who are major crimes prosecutors, uh, not not our, our newbies or our beginners. And so we have all sorts of programs put into effect. And the result is is that our appellate uh, affirmance is 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 running at 98, 99%. And so. Um, it's, it's for us um, being able to preserve evidence, and we have preserved evidence. Our, our court, our, our office in, in Oakland County um, has a rule, and we preserve all of the evidence that many, many other um, uh, prosecutors' offices don't. So I, I know that there was a problem uh, down in, in Detroit in terms of, of preservation of evidence for, for these cases for that unit. We have everything that we need to preserve it. So if there if there is something that's brought to to attention, where there's something that is in fact wrong, we're able to pull out that entire file and do something about it. But we also have because uh, we had to, to to cut a lot, and we're very very organized. Uh, we have a lot of fail safes in our office. Okay. And, and when you were answering Kevin's question before I asked that one about letting people out of in the Oakland County Jail early, you said that was up to the sheriff, but the prosecutor's no, no, office... not up to the sheriff, it's up to the judge who put them under sentence. Okay. It's up to the judge who sentenced. What we talk about is, can we, can we get a... Do, do we know who these people are? Can they be identified? Sometimes those attorneys, because of the appointed system, okay, are no longer on that file once they're sentenced. And so dealing with that, but again, always doing this through due process, always doing this in terms of a motion in front of a judge and, and talking and, and talking about um, emergency situations, talking about uh, compassionate situations. And those are decisions that, that we will help process, we will help identify, but the decision is always the judges. So when we talk right. about yeah, let me let me raise this because I wanted to. You talk about criminal reform. Most of the situations when you're talking about about uh, sentencing, when you're talking about bonds, when you're talking, those are judicial functions, and and we must always uh, go forward with the motions in front of those judges. And when we talk about reforming those those things, you will now see. The difference in sentencing and we're way off topic but you have even it on on our circuit bench one judge who might be extremely lenient for the same for the same crime uh, and another judge um extremely harsh we used to have guidelines i don't understand why anybody thought that that eliminating the guidelines was progressive because i find it regressive that's where you're going to see a lot of differences in terms of sentences and, and, and what the, the joint bars for, 
for 20 years tried to do with, with those uh, guidelines uh, was to make them mandatory, to make them, them fair. And now what we have, uh, because of the recent uh, decision, um, I, I guess the decision was Lockridge, but we don't have that. It, it's advisory as opposed to mandatory. And so we're, we have, we can talk about the criminal justice system or we can talk about this. I'll come back and talk to you about that. If All you right. Want. No, I know, I know you're busy. So, but as far as have you been, have, have they been letting people out of jail? I mean, are you aware of orders that are, the judges are, are, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not aware of that. I, I know that we've, we've been talking to um, uh, uh, one of the um, uh, majors uh, uh, about this, about the situation and identifying those people. The problem that we have is that is that those particular uh, attorneys are no longer on the case. They, they, these are people who, uh, a lot of the people who are under sentence as opposed to being held under bond. Uh, but what uh, happens has to go through a judicial process, a lowering of a bond, a making it into uh, 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 because of a of a of a situation that that is uh, dangerous uh, or or uh, needs uh, a compassionate move has to be uh, through a judicial process. So you're saying you the, people, the people who go don't ahead. have lawyers need to find a lawyer to make a motion. To try to get them to try to get them out try try to get them out on, on we're, trying them, we're trying to get them in front of the court as quickly uh, as possible and and once the court's aware I suspect that they can appoint a lawyer are you worried about, I'm sorry are you worried about the system just crushing under the weight when think when the courts open again I mean the 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 number of cases the log jams that exist on a regular basis you have new crimes being committed all the time you have uh, cases that already happened on hold, and all of a sudden, I, I feel like the gates are going to open, and this there's just going to be this crush on the system uh, that's going to be very difficult to navigate. Is there anything that can be done in in front of that to sort of well, well we're, trying, we're trying to continue those things that that we can't delay under this particular order. But I will tell you, as someone who sat on the bench for a very long time, uh, my dockets were about running about 1,700 cases a year, and that is not the, the dockets that we have in circuit court. Uh, district court uh, and some of the family court cases are, are, are very heavy. So can it, will, will there be a crush? Of course there's gonna be a crush. Um, can we handle it? Uh, we handled it with a lot less judges. We will do it. We will do what we need to do. We will be here as long as we need to be here. And we will be here in order to get these things processed. Um, uh, we are in an emergency situation. We're in a life and death situation for a lot of these things. And so we're going to have to do what we have to do, but we will, we will process it. We will get it done. Um, we've done it before. We'll do it again. I do want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, way uh, it's sort of like scammers. I got an alert from the FBI this morning. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I talked to other people like it, when a crisis like this happens, it seems like the worst people in, in, in society say, hey, this is an opportunity to, to, to scam people out of money or yeah. worse. Any specifics, uh, Prosecutor Cooper, oh, that you've yeah. been hearing? Well, although the the more the more famous specific that we have is that I I did see Governor Cuomo going on the on on uh, on the air indicating that he got price gouged because he for for those um, 
to get the masks. And uh, apparently um, uh, he will ultimately be reimbursed by, by the federal government. Lots of luck with that. But he got gouged. So it's I got price gouged. I got price gouged on Amazon from buying a puzzle for my kids. <laughs> they charged me $100, $80 for a puzzle. And well, we're, me, we're the idiot, paid for it. it. But I voluntarily got price gouged. But anyway, what specific crimes uh, that you're seeing an increase of that, that people watching this should be careful of? You're seeing people who, particularly with the virus, they're talking about testing, that there aren't any tests online. They're talking about vaccinations. There aren't any vaccinations online. Um, and so you really need to, to understand that what they're doing uh, in, in one instance is, is what we call phishing. They're looking for your credit card. They're looking for personal information. They're, they're looking for whatever they can do. And, and whether they use that later on uh, in terms of identity theft or whether they're using your credit card or wearing, whether they're gouging you. You have to understand that if you get an email from someone and you don't recognize it, do not click on, 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 on what they have attached. Please do not click on that. Um, we spend a lot of time in the senior centers talking with, with seniors. And, and you know, I, I don't know what it is, of, but, but seniors seem to have the biggest hearts in the world. And you give them a sad story and they're going to spend money. Um, and so we, we really want to to keep people aware of that. Your bank isn't going to ask you for your bank number. Uh, no one is going to ask you for your social security number. Maybe, maybe when you go into the hospital, but they're not going to. You're not going to get that test online. You're not going to get a, a vaccination online. Uh, we're seeing. Uh, I just saw something on on NBC News where somebody's experimenting with something that they thought would would work, and the man died, and the wife is in, is in critical condition. Um, and so. Uh, and and the masks, the masks. Oh my God! Uh, being able to get those masks for for people who who are literally on the front lines helping us. Um, the CDC isn't emailing you uh, for a promise. Now, honestly, the CDC is not going to email you. Um, and and so we get our orders. The uh, people who are emailing us are the governor and and me, the the Supreme Court and and the Circuit Court, but. But people are online. They, they want to believe what they want to believe. You want to talk about a system when we're talking about politics where people believe things that are made up. Now we're in a situation where people are playing on people's fears. And and that that those people exist, I'm sorry. That's part of what I've I've lived with for a long time in my life. They do exist. And the problem that we have is when you send stuff, um, some of that isn't within my jurisdiction. Some of it isn't within the jurisdiction of the state of Michigan. And some of it isn't in the jurisdiction of this country. And you need to be very careful of what you do online. And what's going to happen with everybody at home? They're going to go onto their computer. They're going to they're going to see things. Um, they're going to be on social media. Um, and all the stories that, that could exist in the world uh, go on, you know, uh, should we eat more carrots or sauerkraut or whatever it is that you have to do? And then all of a sudden, somebody explain to me why there's a run on toilet paper. Would you? Would you no, I can't, I can't figure that one out yet either. Kevin's got it all at his house. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's all in my house. We need a, 
what one of the scams that I think people are really vulnerable to right now that I think is worth mentioning, uh, they call it the grandparent scam, but yeah. it's where um, people call um, their elderly parents or grandparents uh, to, to get money. And, and the parents or, or grandparents get confused uh, uh, be, and they think it's really their grandchild who needs money and, and it's not, but they have enough information to truly trick them. And, and it sounds like that could never happen, but they are so good at it. Uh, these people, they practice it all day long and uh, they, they call you and they convince you um, that typically the scam is, oh, I got arrested and I need bail money. Um, you know, if you can send this here. And then they'll say the pro the, the prosecutors right here, the, the jail guys right here, and they'll put someone on the phone. Like, yeah, you just send the money right here, right now. Well, in this crisis, everybody, people are going to have serious money problems. People are going to be asking family for money that have never done that before. Uh, and there's going to be real need for money. And there's going to be real big scams of people who are jumping into that fray, trying to trick people out of their money. I will tell you, Kevin, uh, when I first started out as a prosecutor, I got uh, an email from Judge Mester um, indicating that he was in Europe and he couldn't get home. So yeah, it, goes, it goes all over the place. And, 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 and people are scamming other people. And you have to be very careful. You want to do something, okay? There's a whole group of people, God love you. What you're doing is you're staying home. But we're more action-oriented. And so what, what I would say to you is if you want to help, then give money to a food bank. You want to help, give money to a charity. If you want to help, go to Red Cross. Um, so your grandchild is sick. Sometimes they'll do that. Grandchild is in the hospital. We need to be able to get them. There are people who are. Uh, let me. I'm trying to think of nice words uh, to describe. There aren't any. <laughs> They're evil. Get me out of this because the words that are coming right. should not go out over the air. No, people need to be very careful. One side note: I, I read yesterday that Costco is not allowing people to return toilet paper. Oh, that's good. So, so that's a really good, good sign. Um, do you, do you want to comment? People come out, and the worst in people come out, and let's hope that we have more best than worst. Speaking about um, speaking about current events, real quickly, do you would you like to make a comment on what is happening in your other corner of the world in Macomb County uh, with Eric Smith, with the rumors that he's about to get arrested? What what do you think about that? I don't comment on cases that I don't know anything about. That's uh, what Kevin said you were going to say. You that when I first became, I, I will tell you when I first became judge, uh, Kim Worthy said to me, what, judge, I'm a prosecutor. See, I'm doing that too, and that's why we get this conclusion. But when I first became a prosecutor, Kim Worthy said to me, do not ever touch money. That's what accountants are for. That's, that's what other people are for. Do not even get involved in it. And it's probably the only piece of advice that she's given me that I have followed to a T. Uh, <laughs> he did. I have no idea whether he did it, whether he's, I have no, no information. And so the most important thing that a prosecutor can say to you or a lawyer can say to you is that if I don't have the fact or information, I'm not going to draw any conclusions or make any statements. And we okay. People all over the place get little pieces of information here and a little piece of information there, and they they come up with a with a broad piece of information. And 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 you, and, and you see it in in campaigns. You see it all over the place. 
And then all of a sudden you find out somebody's got two bullet holes in the back of their head and, and that wasn't disclosed. So you, you really, as, as a prosecutor, I'm very cautious. And, and Kevin will tell you how hard it is to get me in front of a camera. I, 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 I'm not out there spouting. I'm not out there to make a, 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 a splash or to pontificate. Uh, I'm there to, I'm here because I think there's a warning that we have to make because if I can calm people down, I, I will do it. But uh, to be out to, to, to reach conclusions without having facts, to talk about a case until it's come to fruition, that's just not appropriate and it's not definitely something that I would do. Has your campaign had to suspend or take a back seat to all this, I would assume? I have a job to do. My job is always the first job. Um, and this is what I have been doing all of my life. And that is what my priority is. Um, and that is what I will do. I am at work. Uh, I'm a woman of a certain age. I am here every day. And I will be here because I set that example for the people um, who work for me. And I set that example for the people in the courthouse. And I will be here. Um, yeah, it has taken a back seat, and it will continue to take a back seat until until this is done. Um, well, we appreciate you working so hard for the the residents of Oakland County. I appreciate it. I'm sure Kevin does. And I didn't you know, I, be, I, uh, I know I wasn't soliciting thank yous. I just wanted you to know. No, I. I'm just saying it. I, I appreciate everybody who's working. I mean, I can't go into my office right now. I'm at home working. Um, but you know, we're working, so I appreciate, you know, I appreciate what you're doing and I understand how these things are in flux. So if things do change and you do want to get the word out about new things, maybe we could end next week. I'll leave that up to you and, and Paul Walton the, is helping. By the minute, they're changing I, by the hour. Um, and we're, we're, we're keeping up with them. I think that, uh, particularly the circuit court has just done uh, a, a wonderful job, um, and and most of most of the court systems are doing exactly what they can. Uh, I, I, it's kind of settled in. This is an emergency. And again, we're hoping, and hopefully with the two of you, um, um, telling the public what what the truth is and being able to to go forward, we bring out the best in people. Um, and so, hopefully, I'll, I'll deal with the people who have the worst. Right. Before we got on the air, you were praising Judge Kumar, Chief Judge Kumar, for running the yeah. Oakland County smoothly and getting the message out. So I want to give a shout out, you know, now. Give a that. shout out to her. She did a, a wonderful job. She got people together. She she moved quickly um, and, and, and is cooperating. And I'm certain that if, you know, we'll be able to, to do as much as we can, uh, people working from home, people um, on, on telecommunication devices, uh, being able to to put as few people at risk as, as we can. But understand, this is a, this is a very big operation. Um, and there are a lot of people involved. And there are people here working because they have to. For the people who are dealing with the unknown, people, the people who have an open warrant, people who are on bond, people who are on probation, people who are supposed to turn themselves in, people who have court dates, where's the single best place for them to get the information? 
Well, if they're if they are on on bond, then they then they got that bond in a certain court. Uh, the best place to do is is to call your attorney, um, and all of those people who who are are out there, they need to call their attorneys. And the attorneys can be at home, but they can call them. And, and the non-essential uh, people, us attorneys. Well, I don't think you're non-essential. I think you. it's critical Thank you. to the to, to the, the the entire justice system, and the justice system also can can be for civil litigation too. It's it's a means and a and a and a way in which we resolve differences and conflicts uh, in a in a civilized way, and that's and that's a civil jury trial. I was, I was talking. I was, I was talking to an attorney uh, yesterday, and they said that they had a case. Um, I think it was in the Rochester courts. Uh, it was adjourned to about May the eighth, I think. Um, is that? Do you think the clerks are picking hopeful dates, or um, you know, do, do they? They don't have any real information. Right? I think it's pie in the sky. We don't. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, we we know that it that it took uh, uh, several months in in China and. And the only reason that they're coming out of it is 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 uh, they took a lot of liberties with 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 your rights, and they they are a total say this five times fast. They're authoritarian? a yeah, they're an authoritarian state. We are not, uh, and being able being able to to come forward and and being able to to keep our rights, being able to understand that that's a priority. And to win, win against this war, against this horrible, horrible disease, is something that we will do. And and I guess the message that goes to people is that we're all here, we're all working together, and and we will succeed. And I assume part of your message is that this is a real crime that if people leave their homes for non-essential means, it's a misdemeanor. Now, I'm not really sure if it's a 90 or a 93 or a one-year misdemeanor. It's but it would be in a, in a, in a, in a, in a district court. Um, it's a $500 fine and a 90-day misdemeanor. Okay. So if people violate, it's, not locking you up, real, Mike. it's a, it's a, it's a crime. We're not, taking anyone, we're not taking anyone to jail. There's no room. There's, there's, no, there's no, there's no room at the end right now. We're we're telling people how serious it is. You know, if you can save a life by sitting home, if you can save ten lives, and and they're talking about how it's exponential, and so how many lives can you save by sitting home? And if you want to do something, if you're saving money by not by not driving your car, if you're saving money by not going out to eat, not going to the theater, then. Then, for God's sake, take that money and give it to charity and to people who need it, and kids who who need to eat, and people who need to eat. There are a ton of charities that that need you and need your help. I think on that note, Kevin, did you have another question? No, I was just to stay safe, and we really appreciate you coming on. And if you do feel that there's more information that you need to get out there, we're happy to help you do it. Stay safe. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. bye. We could wrap it up differently. I appreciate you doing this from home. I mean, I think it went pretty smoothly today. Yeah. And um, this could be our wrap up for the show. We can keep it casual. I appreciate the little logo behind you at home. That's uh, I worked on that this morning. Isn't that nice? I'm impressive. What are those? What? Whoop! I just knocked my camera. What are those beautiful Ooh. little statues next to the uh, next uh, to those the? Are uh, 
those are some of the Emmys I won uh, over over my years of broadcasting. I uh, great. Uh, we got a little uh, little uh, uh, set for you. A little fire pop, pop a fire on, put some statues up, get the open mic logo up there. Looking Do you good. name those? Are those names because they look real cute? They uh, they uh, they represent uh, each one represents a investigation that I did. The names wouldn't be uh, as cute as you think. One was uh, busting open the uh, the KKK here in Michigan and exposing wow. them. Another one was for uh, a, a back. Uh, yard or a uh, uh, backdoor abortion uh, clinic that was running in an abandoned building. Uh, they're pretty, uh, you know, down negative kind of stories, but they were important. They're all important stories. They're all important to me in that uh, they represent uh, doing something important for the community, which is trying to, uh, you know, uh, get after the bad guys, which we did for a lot of years. Any, uh, how, how are you, how are you and your family uh, holding up during this, during this crisis? You know, surprisingly, we're doing well. Uh, not as stir crazy as I thought, um, but uh, uh, last night we got out a bunch of board games and uh, played board games, and I, I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, awesome. The uh, you know we're, we're actually everybody's sitting at the dinner table more than they ever did before, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, you get you, you do have some closed in spaces. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know what I'm finding. I'm finding the days to go by quickly. I'm talking to a lot of clients. We, my, I'm talking to my lawyers. We're, we're problem solving the things that need to get problem solved. We are doing game. We, I taught my 11-year-old how to play backgammon. We're doing backgammon tournaments. We're playing cards. We are watching at 2 o'clock every day. We watch a movie. We watched uh, Goodwill Hunting, and my kids had never seen that. We saw Forrest Gump. We are you know, doing those kind of things, older movies that my kids have never seen. So that's gives us an opportunity to connect. There's home cooked meals every night. Um, we're not doing the carry out thing yet. Um, but you know, we're, it's, it's surprisingly okay. And have you and, been burned uh, out? Have you been burned out by the, the uh, cable channels and the constant news on the, on the virus or do we kind of check in? Like, it seems like if we check in at about five 30, we kind of get a pretty good update of what happened throughout the day. Yeah, we'll you know, I, read the, I read the headlines when I first get up. Yeah. Um, I don't have on cable or TV all day. I just don't have it on. Um, I'm working. I'm, I'm working on cases. I'm talking to clients. I'm figuring out how to keep it going. Um, believe it or not, we're shooting commercials later this morning virtually, which I've never done before with my mom and I. We got some cute, got some cute spots worked out. So we're going to be. How's doing she that. doing? She, she getting through the. Bars so okay? my mom is, uh, you know, in her seventies, and my stepdad's in his eighties and they're home in Beverly Hills, Michigan and they're quarantined. So they're not coming over. We set up the camera we do a FaceTime or a zoom with them during dinner. And, um, that's, that's not great. Um, uh, but they're safe and they're, they're home. They're getting their food. They're, they're watching movies. They're reading, they're playing words with friends. Um, you know, they're, they're staying, they're staying safe. My mom's going to be on, you know, doing this commercial. She said, Michael, it's the first time I put on makeup in 10 days. And, you know, it gives us a reason. I even put on a tie in ten right. days. So, um, you know, we're doing all right. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing what we have to do. I think, you know, I think uh, the longer this goes, the harder it'll get. Yeah. But I'm taking walks. I'm working out two, three times a day. I'm using great apps. I have a gym here at the house where I'm able to to stay in shape and. We know, found one. We, my daughter found uh, something on uh, on cable uh where it runs through uh, all kinds of exercises so we're 
pushing furniture away and uh, got our little uh, little studio going. And uh, and in one in one way, it's really nice to uh, to be close. I do feel bad for we have a neighbor next door who's all alone, you know, and so uh, we call him on the phone or we go look in the window, you know, just to. But you feel bad for the people who don't, you know, have yeah. have kids around or family around. Um, and there's a lot of them. Uh, but it's it is a good time to kind of go through your rolodex and and see, you know, who who could use a call today, uh, you know, and check in with people. It's it's kind of nice too. Um, so I, there's been some upside. Uh, I don't know if it'll burn out as this goes on into week uh, seven or something. Right. My parents are stuck in Florida. So I went down to visit them and they were trying to figure out if they should come back or not. And they decided to ride it out there uh, because it's just a easier for them. Um, but um so they've been FaceTiming with everybody and 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 talking with everybody, but it's it, it's a little uneasy knowing they're even though they're uh, only a, you know they're in Florida, uh, but you don't know if the planes are going to keep running. I wouldn't want them to drive back, you know. So you worry about different things, but um, but all in all, I mean, it's been pretty Great. smooth so far. All right, well, keep your family safe, and uh, I'll see you on the next episode of Open Mic. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Kevin. Thank you for watching another episode of Open Mic with Kevin Dietz and Prosecutor Jessica Cooper. If you liked the episode or have anybody who you think should hear what she had to say, please forward it. Please subscribe. And you'll see our text number up here. If you have any questions or have any ideas for future episodes, please text me. We are home. We are ready to do episodes. We, are, we have more scheduled. But subscribe so you can keep track of what's happening. And we appreciate you. Please stay safe. Wash your hands. And we'll talk soon.